السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا أمة بعد أمته ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا كتاب بعد كتاب صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن ولاهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أم حسبتم أن تدخلوا الجنة ولما يأتكم مثل الذين خلوا من قبلكم مستهم البأساء والضراء وزلزلوا حتى يقول الرسول حتى يقول الرسول والذين آمنوا معه متى نصر الله ألا إن نصر الله قريب صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم من مات ولم يخزو ولم يحدث به نفسه مات على شعبة من النفاق أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected honored scholars, ulama, elders, beloved brothers, mothers and sisters and those that are listening over the receivers Indeed the current happenings of the world and to be more specific what is, happen, what is currently happening in Gaza has saddened each and every one of us Even if you have an iota of Iman you have a fraction of Iman we see footage, it makes me cry, it makes you cry, I guess. 
it will make any Muslim cry or rather any human being cry. But before we become victims of a psychological despondency, which in essence is the object of the media, we need to understand that this world is not a place where justice will be meted out. Nor has Allah kept in the capacity of this world a place where justice would be meted out. If this world was a place where justice would be meted out, Allah would not have allowed his beloved, the beloved grandson of Nabi salam to pass away in the most horrific manner on the battlefields of Karbala. If this world determined justice, Allah would never have allowed Abdullah bin Jafar's hands to be severed in the place of, in the battlefield of Muta. Allah Ta'ala says, this is the world. Allah Ta'ala's system of dealing with oppression. My brothers, you and I living in this country, we lived at a time where there was apartheid, the apartheid system, where they took one, two, three, five decades. But ultimately in the planning of Allah, the system of apartheid had to be dismantled. That is the planning of Allah. Allah is fully aware. And the last few days I can tell you I am inundated. Where people are asking the question, where is Allah? You know, what has happened? You know, why are Muslims being mutilated like this on the battlefield of Gaza? We've seen what has happened, my brothers. If it hasn't touched our hearts in any way, we need to seriously question our iman. The ayat karima I had recited before you, Allah wa ta'ala in the most amazing way says, it is the collective aim of the forces of kufr and disbelief to extinguish the light of Allah on the face of this earth. Allah will protect his deen whether the kuffar dislike it, whether the polytheists dislike it. And what is happening now has been happening from time immemorial. In the time of the Nabi, when elaborate preparations were made to assassinate none other than the messenger of Allah wasallam, who was responsible for this? It was the Yahuds. They invited him for a meal. He sits down. Jibreel comes to him. Oh, Muhammad, they're about to drop a boulder on you. Move out of the gathering. Who poisoned the food of the Nabi of Allah other than the Yehudi woman? And I mentioned it last night. I think we need to be clear about this. Is that it's not all the Yehud who are the enemies of the Muslims. It's not all the Yehud who are the enemies of the Muslims. Nabi Ali Salam got married to Safiya who was the daughter of Huyay ibn Akhtab was a very senior Jew. Nabi Ali Salam had taken a loan from a Jew. They had done business with Jews. So we need to understand it's not the entire Jewish community that is, uh, you know, at loggerheads with, with the Muslims. And we see the current happenings, what is happening in Gaza. Allah Ta'ala is in the plight of the Muslim Ummah. Allah Ta'ala is in the plight. It's not the numbers. You know, everyone is asking the question, where, where are the Muslim countries? Rightfully so. And all we say is just to digress for a minute or two. My brothers, you know, we're speaking about marches. Wallahi, I'm not opposed to this. If it's done within the confines of Sharia, march as much as you want. What, what are we really achieving out of these marches? What will attract the mercy of the Almighty Allah? That famous incident, Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab, 
is sitting on the pulpit and somebody sends him a message. He had sent out an army to Egypt to fight the battle in Egypt. And they send a message to Amir al-Mu'minin Umar bin Khattab that we are asking for reinforcement. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu sitting in Masjid al-Nabawi on the pulpit of his Nabi. He looks at the gathering and he identifies three individuals. He said these three will be the reinforcement. Where have you heard reinforcement three individuals? They tell him Omar, they are asking for reinforcement. What did he say? These three individuals resemble the life of the Nabi of Allah totally. If I replace them with 30,000, it would be of no avail. If I replace them with 30,000, it would be of no avail. My brothers, you want and I want that the Muslim leaders, we are not speaking about the leaders. Uh, my Nabi mentioned this 1400 years ago. A time will come, a time will come. Muslim countries, the worst of the worst will sit above you and they would govern these countries. Where are the Muslim countries today? We want to march to the city hall in Durban. March here and march there. What are we going to achieve out of this? I mean, who thought about marching to the Saudi embassy or marching to the Muslim countries, the embassies? What if the Muslim, where are the Muslim countries of the world? I mean, in our masajid, you know, these are lone voices that come out. You know, we share the cry of the Palestinian, you know, the people of Gaza. Where are the Muslim countries? Israel, what we refer to, you know, Palestine is a small state. And there are huge elephants around, huge countries around. Where are the Muslim countries? Allah Ta'ala gives the answer in Quran. The ayat karima I had recited before you. When despondency, it's natural, my brothers, and those that are listening, for us to become despondent, where is the help of Allah coming? What does the Quran say? Am hasibtum an jannah. Allah Ta'ala says, do you think you are just going to walk into Jannah? Do you think you are just going to walk into Jannah? It's a walk in the park. You haven't seen a fraction of what the nations that preceded you had experienced. You will be torn apart to the core. We're not speaking about you and I. Allah Ta'ala says even the messengers at that time, when they had seen the nations being torn apart, mutilated, carnage on a different level, even they asked Allah the question, Mata Nasrullah. Oh Allah, where is the help of Allah? Where is the help of Allah? Allah gives the answer in Quran, Allah inna Nasrullahi qareeb. Allah Ta'ala says the help of Allah is indeed near. And these questions were posed to the Nabi of Allah on the occasion of Hudaybiyah. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam is marching towards Makkah in the state of Ihram and they were stopped from performing Umrah. Sayyidina Umar becomes upset and he raises his voice. He said, Oh Nabi of Allah, Aren't you the Nabi of Allah? Of course I am the Nabi of Allah. Aren't we Muslim? Yes, O Nabi. Nabi Alaihi said we are Muslim. How can they stop us from performing Umrah? He becomes upset. Allah Ta'ala revealed verses of Quran. Inna fatahna laka fatham mubina. Surah Al-Fatah 
is one of the greatest consolations that Allah had given to the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Victory has been promised by Allah. Victory has been promised by Allah. What does Allah Taala say? For Imma nadhabanna bika, for Inna minhum taqimun. Allah Taala says, perhaps you might not see it, but I will deal with them accordingly. Maybe not in our lifetime. People asking the question, where is the Mahdi? Raise the help of Allah coming. Allah Ta'ala is fully aware. It is our belief that those that are falling in Gaza, in the land of Sham, in Palestine, Wallahi, Wallahi, they are martyrs in the eyes of Allah. I mentioned it last night as well. 95% if not more of the youth of Palestine have seen the massacre of a near and dear one in front of their eyes. Allah Ta'ala says the help of Allah is near. Whether we see it in our lifetime, my brothers as Muslims, what lessons do we take? What lessons do we take from the current happenings? As-sa'idu man wa'idha bighayri. An intelligent one is the one who heeds the happenings around him. I mentioned it the other day. I was inundated. I was traveling abroad. Mawlana, you know what? Kunut al-Nazila, Salatul Fajr. You know, Palestine is burning. Our brothers are suffering. You know, what can we do? The Imams need to read to Qunut Nazila. Three quarter of the Ummah is sleeping at the time of Fajr. Three quarter of the Ummah is sleeping at the time of Fajr. What help of Allah are we expecting? You know, to stand on the road, women scantily dressed with placards, free Palestine, free Palestine, free Palestine. You can scream from now till you turn blue in the face. Wallahi, where has the Ummah go fallen short? Never in the history of Islam were the Muslims so many in number. Never in the history of Islam did Muslims possess the wealth that they possess today. What is the problem with the Ummah today? Ibn Khaldun, the great historian, spoke about this years ago. You travel the world. I've seen this, the works of Ibn Khaldun in universities across the globe. You go to Canada, you go to America. Wallahi, these are circular universities, the works of Ibn Khaldun. He mentioned this more than a hundred years ago. He speaks about the Zawal and the Uruj, about the rise and the decline of nations. And he highlights such pertinent principles. And one of the principles he speaks about for the decline of a nation is that when there's no unity in a nation, you want and I want that the Muslim countries must forget the internal differences and unite for the bigger cause. I say, my brothers, before we take that on a macro level, on a micro level, what can I do in my life, in my home, in my family, in my community to uplift the community? We need to change the narrative and we see what is happening. These atrocities that are being meted out to the Palestinians has been happening for the past 70, 80 years. Now with social media, in the touch of a button, you know, we see what happens. Little children, you know, this hospital, uh, I've been speaking to some of the brothers, you know, in Palestine, I received a message, you know, early on this morning. You know, the numbers that the media is giving out, you know, honestly, they're underplaying the, the true figures. How many have passed on in Gaza? Two million Muslims, brothers, sisters, innocent children. Conservatively, up to two days ago, they say conservatively, 
10,000 Palestinians have passed on. And out of the 10,000, 70% of them are little kids, little children under the age of 10, under the age of 15. It's a sad reality. We see footage. Wallahi, it makes me cry. It makes you cry. But Wallahi, before you become a victim of the psychological despondency, which in essence is the object of the media, we need to understand there's something like the day of Qiyamah. Allah would allow them amazing hadith of Nabi alayhi salam. What did Nabi alayhi salam say? Inna Allah la yumli zalim. What an amazing hadith. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. Allah gives clemency. Allah gives leeway. Allah gives them that allowance. Study the oppression of Fir'aun. Study the oppression of Fir'aun. He killed the boys. He left the girls. The Fir'aun of this ummah, the Fir'auns of this ummah are killing both the boys and the girls. When Musa salam, he gives a second message. Massacre, carnage, kill the boys. Thousands of Bani Israel, you know, passed on. Wallahi, my brother's victory is near. It's not a numbers game in the eyes of Allah. It takes one individual, Salahuddin al-Ayyubi. When somebody came to him, Salahuddin, we don't ever see you smiling. He said, how can I smile when Masjid al-Aqsa has not yet been liberated? How can I smile when Masjid al-Aqsa has not yet been liberated in the battle of Khandak? And this has been happening when Muslims will be eliminated. That will be the end of Islam. During the battle of Uhad, when the rumor was circulated that the Nabi of Allah has been killed, the Nabi of Allah has been assassinated to echo a message of psychological defeat to the minds and the hearts of the Muslims. When the enemies realized they could not kill the Nabi of Allah, certain Sahaba, they, uh, they spot the Nabi of Allah, Talha, Zubair, uh, Bin Awam, uh, and many Sahaba, and they formed a human shield around the Nabi of Allah. And as the arrows were being showered, they were taking the arrows on the backs and defending and protecting the Nabi of Allah. When they realized they couldn't assassinate the Nabi of Allah, Allah Ta'ala mentioned in Quran, what did the enemy say? Let us kill this prophet. Once we have killed him and the Muslims, that will be the end of Islam. That will be the end of Islam. Allah gave two answers in Quran. If you are going to die, are they going to live forever? I mean, this is, the, uh, you know, this is the question that they're asking. That Muslims are fighting to die. We are fighting to live. Muslims are fighting to die. We are fighting to live. In the battle of Khandak, Ali bin Abi Talib, this great giant, Ali bin Abi Talib, in the midst of the battle, there was one man, his name was Amr. Listen to this, my brothers, it's not a numbers game. Whether the Muslim countries, they support Palestine and the people of Gaza or not, it is the help of Allah. Wallahi, the savior today is Iman. We put our trust and our reliance on the Almighty Allah. Allah is fully aware of these atrocities that are being meted out. And it is our belief that Allah will come to the rescue and the aid of those that have passed on. And Allah will, they will, Allah will anoint them with the reward of martyrdom. In the midst of the battle, battle of Khandak, Ali bin Abi Talib, there was this man Amr. 
He stands up in the midst of the battle. Sahaba around the Nabi of Allah. May you barizuni. May you barizuni. My brothers, be honest. If the call of jihad is made tomorrow, how many of us are prepared to leave behind, you know, our, our wives and our children and this and that? Those that are standing on the front line. I've heard comments that the people of Palestine, because their dressing is not correct, Allah is showing them. It's not for me to judge, my brothers. It's not for you to judge. Forget this. This is a humanitarian issue. It's not an issue of aqidah. Whichever country comes to the rescue, whatever the belief is, that's between them and Allah. It's time that the ummah stand together. It's time that the ummah stand together for a common cause. It's not a numbers game. In the midst of the battle, Sahaba standing around the Nabi of Allah. This man Amr stands up. May you barizuni. May you barizuni. Who is ready to take me on? Ali bin Abi Talib stands up. He said, oh Nabi of Allah, this man is irritating me. I will put him away. Nabi Ali Salam looks at Ali. Ali was a young man. Ijlis innahu Amr. Ali, sit down. This is Amr. Whose strength is equal to 40 men. He stands up again. May you barizuni. Who is ready to take me on? Ali bin Abi Talib stands up. Oh Nabi of Allah, I'll take this man on alone. Nabi Ali Islam said, Ali, this is Amr, whose strength is equal to 40 men. Ali sit down again, but now he stirs the Muslims. Where is that paradise you people speak about? If you're martyred, you go to paradise. Ali bin Abi Talib stands up. He said, oh Nabi of Allah, I'll take this man on. Give me the opportunity. Nabi Ali Salam says, go. Ali bin Abi Talib, on his horse. My brothers, whilst thousands are dying in Palestine, where are the youth of the Ummah? Where are the women of the Ummah who are scantily dressed? I read an article not too long ago. In the United Kingdom, there was a revert sister to Islam who was donning the hijab, going to university. She was victimized and she was harassed. And what did she say? She said the honor and the dignity that Islam has given me. My sisters that are listening back home, in this country you enjoy freedom of religion. In this country you enjoy freedom of religion. My brothers, the freedom we enjoy in this country, we can speak openly about against the Yehuds. In this country, the freedom that we have, this you will not enjoy in most countries of the world. Ali bin Abi Talib, he mounts on his horse. This Amr, Amr, the leader amongst the enemies, he looks at Ali bin Abi Talib. He said, what is your name? He said, my name is, uh, my name is Ali. Are you the son of Abdul Manath? He says, no, I'm the son of Abu Talib. He said, I don't want to finish you up. Ali looks at him. You don't want to finish me up. Let me tell you, I am thirsty for your blood. I am thirsty for your blood. Try and picture this. Nabi Ali Salam Ali dismounts. فَنَزَّلَ مِنْ خَيْلِ كَأَنَّهُ شُعْلَةُ Ali dismounts from his horse like flames of fire and then couplets in the midst of the battle. Ali bin Abi Talib, the Nabi of Allah, is observing the scene. لا تعجلن فقد أتاك مصيب غير أجيز. He said, stop your arrogance. The one to respond to your bravery is here today. في نيتي وبصيرة. Ali bin Abi Talib says, I stand up with total, complete conviction on the Almighty Allah. إني لأ 
أرجو أن أقيم عليك ناحية الجنائز من ضربة النجلاء يبقها لنتي كابلت في المدس of the battle. Ali tells him, I will finish you up in such a way that this will serve as a reminder right up to the day of Qiyamah. Ali tells him, go forward. Amr takes out his sword and he strikes Ali bin Abi Talib on the head. The dust rises. Nabi Ali Salam becomes emotional. Sahaba lowered the gaze. The dust rises. Ali bin Abi Talib, he recites the takbir. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. He takes out his sword and one blow he takes out the head of Amr. Ali bin Abi Talib at that moment in the midst of the battle of Khandak, he stands up, addresses not the Sahaba. That message was for you and I. He said, oh my companions, oh those who come till the day of Qiyamah, فَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ فَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ Allah will never abandon his deen or forsake his prophets. Victory is coming and Allah reminds us again and again in Quran, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلًا عَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ Allah says, not for one moment, not for one moment, should you entertain the thought that Allah is unmindful of the atrocities of the evil people. Innama yu'akhiruhum. Whilst they release their missiles and what they call it, precision timing. What precision timing? I read an article, in fact, authentic source. 20, 27 hospitals in Gaza have been bombed. 27 hospitals, schools, universities, masajid, raised to the ground. What they call it precision timing. They call it precision timing. We call it the clemency of Allah. They call it striking targets. We call it the mercy of Allah. Allah's mercy knows no bounds. We've heard this many a times. Close to Qiyamah, when Ya'juj and Ma'juj will make their presence on this earth. They will kill every living creature on Mother Earth. Thereafter, they will direct their arrows to the skies. And they will say, we've killed the inhabitants of this earth. We now want to kill the dwellers of the skies. Allah's clemency knows no bounds. Allah will return those arrows stained with blood, falsely giving them that hope they had achieved what they wanted to. Really, my brothers, it's time for the Ummah to reflect. This is the Palestinian crisis. We all know what is happening. In fact, we spoke about it this morning. You know, tomorrow, some rugby matches taking place. You know, some cricket, cricket matches taking place. Some, uh, you know, some soccer match. I mentioned to some youngsters the other day, there are many of these footballers who many of the youngsters ape. You want to dress like them, you want to walk like them, and you want your children to become like them. Many of them, Allah be my witness, my heart cries. I met many of them through my travels. Many of them are arch supporters of the Zionist and Israel. And our youngsters are supporting those young, those football players. Have you stooped so low? Who are the icons and the celebrities? Invite his celebrity, some icon, football player, masjid will be full to capacity. At the time of Fajr, the Imam sitting on the pulpit, begging the Ummah, come back to Allah, come back to Allah. What is the condition of the Ummah today? What is the condition of the Ummah? We can continue reading Qunut and Azila, but Wallahi, my brothers, I don't know how it will be harsh, but Wallahi, the heart cries. The Palestinian Ummah, those that are falling in Palestine, every one of them are martyrs. 
They are fulfilling that farzaki fire of the entire Muslim Ummah. Those that are standing on the front line. We are not ready to give our lives the bare minimum. Change our lives for the better. Change our lives for the better. Wallahi, do something for the Palestinian Ummah. Just in conclusion, two points I would like to make mention. And this has been my cry. I mentioned it last night. I mentioned it on international platforms. I mentioned it on radio earlier on. You can write this on my grave. On the day of Qiyamah, stand up with this intention. Speak about Masjid Al-Aqsa. My brothers, you have traveled the world. You have traveled to the most exotic destination of the globe. Why don't you want to go to Aqsa? When I'm at the border, they will make me wait for seven hours, eight hours. I don't want to be harassed. You know, I was there in Ramadan. So I met some brothers, some youngsters. So I said that, how was your experience at the, at the border? So one youngster says, Molana, you know what? You know, they terrorize me to births. You know, they, uh, you know, they victimize me. I said, what do you mean? What did they ask you? He said, no, they asked me, what's my grandfather's name? So I said, your grandfather's name? And you know, where's the, uh, you know, I've been there many a times. They might make you wait five or six hours. My brothers, it's worth the wait. You and I live thousands of miles away. You will, you will only understand the plight of the Palestinian Ummah. If you go and visit, you know, these settlements, they speak about open-air prisons, go to the West Bank. They can blame Hamas. Go to the West Bank. Where is Hamas in the West Bank? Just this year alone, conservative figures in the West Bank alone, I'm talking about in the last three or four months, 500 Palestinians were martyred. Who speaks about it? 500 Palestinians were martyred. And many of them were little kids. And you meet these youngsters and you meet these families and they share with you their experiences. You will only understand the plight of the Palestinian Ummah when you go and visit Palestine. You have traveled to the most exotic destination on the globe. By all means, my brothers, by all means. But for Allah's sake, for Allah's sake, I beg you, I beg you in my obligation to the deen that Allah has given me. The next time you travel, take your children and go to Palestine. You know, we sit with our children. We have a heart to heart with our children. Like one father tells me, the other he said, Bonana, I thought I would surprise my son with the phone. I brought the phone. Dad, you know what? This one, my friend has got iPhone 15. You know, keep the phone. I don't want this. You know, we speak about having a heart to heart with our kids. And my son complains and my daughter complains. You know what? I want this and I want that. These are children that we are talking about who don't even know aspirations of this dunya. They don't know whether they would see the next day. My brothers, my message to you is, Wallahi, Allah Ta'ala is in the plight. The Palestinians, they don't only want your money. Like I said, contribute, contribute. And that's the second point I will speak about. Go to Palestine, take your children, and let them see the plight of the Palestinians when you stand in Masjid al-Aqsa. When you stand in Masjid al-Aqsa, and when they see South Africans and foreign national, foreigners standing next to them, it brings joy and ecstasy to these Palestinians. They don't only want, want your money. A few days ago, when the bombing started in Gaza, Masjid Al-Aqsa was closed. Who kept the member alive? There was a group of South Africans from Cape Town and they kept the Salah in Masjid Al-Aqsa alive. Who set up the first madrasa in Masjid Al-Aqsa? It was a South African Jamaat that went there years ago. They set up, when I went years ago the first time, few people used to come. Don't judge them, my brothers. It's not for me to judge. It's not for you to judge. Wallahi, this judgmental approach that we have. I mentioned it last night. It's a sad reality. 
We see the fragmentation between scholars and ulama. I might be harsh, but it's a sad reality. This attitude and this approach that we have, it will be a handful of individuals that will go to heaven. What happens to the rest of mankind? Allama Iqbal, the famous poet of Pakistan, what did he say? Today this Muslim is calling that one a kafir, that one is calling that one a fasiq, that one is calling this one a fajir. He said the only people that are calling Muslims Muslims today are non-Muslims. Only those that are calling Muslims Muslims today are non-Muslims. My brothers, if Allah has given us the means, I beg you for Allah's sake, go and visit Masjid Al-Aqsa. Go and visit Masjid Al-Aqsa. Let us all say, Inshallah, on this blessed day of Jumu'ah, if Allah has given us the means, go and read that one salah, my Nabi, towards the latter part of his life, where he stood on the pulpit, he encouraged Sahaba, go and perform salah. And he said, Amin to the dua of Nabi Suleiman salam. What did he say, Suleiman salam, when he built Masjid Al-Aqsa, that that person who will perform salah in this masjid, let him return from the journey, like the day his mother had given birth to him. Him, totally sinless. Abdullah bin Omar used to journey from Medina, Masjid al-Aqsa, dawn the ihram without drinking a sip of water and go back to Makkah and perform Umrah. What did my Nabi say? That person who dawns the ihram either for Hajj or Umrah and thereafter you perform Umrah or Hajj from Masjid al-Aqsa. My Nabi said Jannah becomes wajib for that person. Jannah becomes wajib. And number two, you know in these atrocities that happen, you know, happen across the globe, then immediately we find, you know, there are hundreds of organizations in this country and globally, you know, collecting for Palestine. You know what? Just the other day, one brother contacted me. He said that, Bonana, you know what? We want your support. Perhaps you could come on radio and, you know, lend our organization support. I said, my brother, one question. The funds that you collect, how would you channel these funds to, you know, to the, to the recipients, you know, in Gaza? He says, no, no, I will send it here and there. I said, I can tell you 70, 80% of the funds will not reach the rightful recipients. In my honest opinion, my brothers, I don't want to mention it openly. There's only one or two organizations, in my honest opinion, give your monies to, speak to me privately, I will tell you who to channel your monies through which organization. My brothers, there's much more I could have shared. You know, wallahi, it's a very, very difficult moment. You know, what the ummah is going through, what our brothers are going through in Gaza, in, in Palestine. But like I mentioned, the consolation that we take is that we are Muslims, we believe in Allah. We put our complete trust and reliance on the Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala reminds us constantly in Quran, Allah inna nasrallahi qareeb. That inshallah, the help of Allah, verily the help of Allah is near. Whether it comes in our lifetime, we hope that inshallah we see the liberation of Masjid al-Aqsa and the Palestinians in our lifetime. If not, our children, our grandchildren, we make dua to the Almighty Allah. When Masjid al-Aqsa is liberated, let our children and let our grandchildren be in the, in the army of Imam Mahdi. We make dua to the Almighty Allah on this blessed day of Jumu'ah. Allah Ta'ala utilize us you know, uh, for Masjid al-Aqsa in some way. Like I said, we cannot stand on the front line. The bare minimum, my brothers, change our lives for the better. Some sin that you have persistent for the past 10 years of your life, show Allah that commitment, show Allah that dedication. We make dua to the Almighty Allah, much more could be said. Allah Ta'ala is in the plight of those that are suffering in Gaza. Allah Ta'ala deal with the zalimin. 
like Allah Ta'ala had given victory to Nabi Ali Salam in Badr and Uhad and Hunayn. May Allah Ta'ala grant victory to the Muslim Ummah. You know, those who have passed on, may Allah Ta'ala grant them the reward of martyrdom. Those who are standing in the front line, may Allah Ta'ala grant them, make them firm, you know, to protect, you know, this blessed piece of ground. This is the land, you know, of Sham. And all those, you know, who have supported and continue to support the cause of Palestine, may Allah Ta'ala reward them. Allah Ta'ala give you you know, give you much more than what you have contributed. Like I said, the bare minimum, you know, make dua, pick up our hands and make dua. These are our, our sisters. I'll just end with this. Palestine Masjid al-Aqsa, Makkah Mukarrama is sanctified because of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Medina tul sanctified because of the Nabi of Allah. Allah has taken it upon himself. He will protect Makkah and Medina. Masjid al-Aqsa Allah has left it in the hands of the Muslims. The condition of the Muslims globally will determine the conditions of Palestine. My brothers, all we can do, you know, the heart cries, you know, we can continue speaking. Like I said, march as much as you want, but I think it's about time. We start marching from our beds, you know, to the houses of Allah. When we fill the masjids, we pick up our hands in dua. When we study the battle of Badr, nobody speaks about the night that preceded the battle. Qadisiyya, Uhad. Who speaks about the nights that preceded the battle? The battle of Karbala. We speak about the battle of Karbala. Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The night preceding the battle. How they drenched the ground with their tears. Crying before the Almighty Allah. This is the need of the hour. That we change our lives for the better. Allah ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. That we imbibe, we infuse and we internalize these advices of Quran and Sunnah. Omani. الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا قيما لينذر بأسا شديدا من لدنه ويبشر المؤمنين ويبشر المؤمنين الذين يعملون الصالحات أن لهم أجرا حسنا ما كثين فيه أبدا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه أما بعد فيا معشر الإخوان إن أهم الكتب كتاب الله الديان عليه مدار الهداية والإيمان فاهتموا بتعلمه وتعليمه وحفظه وفهمه فإنه هو الفرقان بين الحق والباطل فيا أيها الخلان عليكم بتلاوة القرآن فقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم من تعلم القرآن وعلمه أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون 
بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله الذي أرسل بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه وأزواجه وذرياته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حياء وعثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضاهم عليه رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نسايا للجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين في فلسطين والسلطة الظاهرة على الكفرة الباغية واغفر اللهم لجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين والحمد لله رب العالمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الغالين يا أيها 
اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح أحوال المسلمين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين